Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Ah, but yeah, this is the Black Country Blokes, tuning the fact about everything it is, mental health, disability and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, Lee Cadman. And today we're joined by Scott Haywood. And we're going to be talking about all his life and the, and the journey he's gone on. We've asked him to come on today because I think it's, it's great when we've got different people from business to anything and we've all got a colourful past and we will have to go for our, our journey in life don't we Scott we're just talking about our briefly downstairs won't yeah, we absolutely hey guys thanks for having me um it's lovely to be here um I'm not too sure if I'm allowed to just freely talk now is, is that you right? can talk yeah. as you like mate. oh great um yeah so um yeah absolutely um one of the things I, I thought I might be able to uh, cover today and, and help those out there um, in terms of inspiration is is maybe my business journey and, and how that's developed over the, the past few years but also talk about mental health and how unfortunately that that ended up getting in the way of my business journey and, uh, and sadly um, <clears throat> a lot of people not really knowing that mm. um, and the reason why I say sadly a lot of people not knowing that is because um, you know, um, let, well, maybe let's start with the mental health side. Is is that every day um, I'd put a put a brave face on, perhaps wear a mask mm. and some armour, and um, and go in and, and face the world, because um, because in my eyes I had the world on my shoulders. You know, mm. um, so uh, but <clears throat> just to just to go into a bit of that, um, I haven't. It'll be it'll be news to you guys. Uh, unfortunately. Um, my mum and dad split when I was younger. I think that's quite a common thing now mm. in this day and age. I think 40 plus percent of parents now, now are divorced and split. Is it that high? I'd say higher personally. Really? Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that, but when I was a child, not that I'm super old, but I'm, but I'm old enough, I guess, um, that was a big thing to deal with. Um, my mum had us quite young and, um, and, you know, love her to bits, but, but, but that must have been challenging having children so young. Uh, my dad was an inspiring entrepreneur and trying to make his way up the business ladder uh, and uh, unfortunately consequently um, could only afford us the time that he could afford us whilst trying to put bread on the table you know um, you know uh, and yeah I always felt quite lonely uh, in my childhood uh, school life was very difficult in my early years I was bullied quite often um, not accepted um, definitely got a different way of looking at lots of things and um found school really really challenging mm. um <clears throat> unfortunately for me i don't want it to all sound doom and gloom but um in my latter years of primary school and, and just starting high school uh, i was involved in a, in a tragic accident where um unfortunately two people had died um and um and at the time whilst um of course i'd have been upset to watch two people drowned um we was we was uh we was hiking over in anglesey uh, with some some family friends and dad left us with a friend that he could trust us with and unfortunately a freak wave wave came and uh and took me and my friend sam from from the rock and uh we tumbled down um i managed to to hold on and sam sadly went in how old was you uh i was just starting high school Bloody hell. 
how petrifying. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, yeah, Sam tumbled in. It was very late at night. It was winter time in Anglesey. So the we, cold hit him as well. Very cold. The yeah. reason why we were there is quite adventurous because obviously the waves would crash against the rocks. Yeah. You get a bit of overspray, and that was quite nice. You know, yeah, excitement yeah. when you're young. You know, yeah, you're perhaps yeah. not properly able to see the dangers. You could say, um, and um, and again, we was accompanied by an adult, a lovely guy called Bill, um, and. <clears throat> Sam tumbled in. Uh, I managed to to hang on there, and his dad, Sam's dad, uh, Bill, um, done what any father would probably do. He dived in to save his son. Yeah. Unfortunately, he must have been so young, um, and, and things happened unfolding so quickly. Yeah. Um, we couldn't, or now at least when I look back, we, we couldn't help enough. If you like, um, your children, he was a man. Yeah, I bet there's some guilt surrounding like that, though, or was maybe a, not. A, absolutely, and, yeah. and 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 I can and I can certainly come on to that. Lee, there was there was lots of guilt. Um, so when I look back now, the, the things we tried to do, like tie our coats together no. to, to 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 create a rope, if you like. Um, but unfortunately, we had to watch um, watch them drowned. Um, that really 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 <clears throat> i would say was probably the biggest so finding childhood quite lonely mm. it was a real challenge for me um you know my dad was amazing you know he, he, he again he was he was trying to build a business himself uh mom as much as i love my mom to peace and i love her to death now was trying to uh, you know get her life together because it's tough having having kids young um and here i am now starting high school um and that accident's happened um and and, and ha i hate in high school you know I, I was always seemed to feel like the victim mm. and really struggled in my younger years in high school um so then we fast forward to to sort of adulthood and uh, unfortunately for me and lee touched on it just um out of nowhere um i started um well actually i've, I've, I've skipped something now i left school and and, and of course wanted to learn a trade uh, started off as, a, as an electrician and then developed into a lift engineer and elevator engineer but i always had a love for business um right in my early years i always enjoyed business i enjoyed buying and selling at school or buy and sell you know um, parker pens and cigarettes and stuff that that yeah. was me um <laughs> yeah that was yeah, great, we've, we've all known one in school haven't we? <laughs> yeah. in a wheelie dealer that's it yeah yeah um in fact it's funny I'm, skipping around it a little bit here but i used to work at the shed night club in in, in on brittle yeah, Lane, yeah, not yeah. far from here and uh i used to collect glasses but um i used to also pick the cigarettes off the floor and go and sell them at school so. <laughs> <laughs> that's all them people now yeah they? they've been in the shed uh, absolutely <laughs> he was great the only he was ducking and diving 50 pence here yeah you and know i can't believe you said that because that, that's exactly how much we yeah, used to get the cigarettes back then was 50 yeah. pence of cigarettes <laughs> um, mind which of them worth now <laughs> yeah absolutely but, but in on that i mean you know nowadays so didn't you just nah, of course but like you know your kids now you prepay their dinners at yeah. school yeah but you, your mom would give you a pound yeah. but i'll be there and you go okay them can you can you lend me 50p all right but so you're having money management yeah. if i or if i say 50 pence a day i can buy a bottle of cider at the week or if i say 50 pence, i can buy a box of fags and off that box of fags for what would they two and 50 back then yeah. i can make a fiver and you you're always working your money out absolutely nowadays it's you're teaching your babies 
money doesn't exist. Yeah. It's either on card yeah. or I want it, I have it. I yeah. don't know where the money comes from, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it, a lot, yeah. A lot of what we do now is almost a virtual feel, isn't it? Uh, you know, a lot of what we do now is, is, is kind of like you tap to pay for something. You don't yeah. physically see something. And, and, and I don't know about your children. My kids are terrible. Well, my oldest son, for sure. Terrible for asking for, for V-books and Robux and stuff mm, like yeah, that when he's playing on the, on the Xbox and yeah. stuff. Um, but, but yeah, so entrepreneurs like you, you thrive on that, and um, so many before yeah. because I've turned this fifty pence into five pounds, yeah. and that five pounds I can, and that's the beginning of the journey, isn't yeah, it? Ab absolutely, and I can remember actually talking about that. That so I'd collect glasses at the Shed Nightclub um, on a for Friday like, what, night, one fifty, you know, for next <laughs> to yeah. yeah, for next to nothing. Yeah. I'd I'd obviously find cigarettes, so that was quite a thrill that I yeah. would go on and sell those. Um, and then, and then, and, and Saturdays I would wash cars at, at, a, at a Subaru dealership called Shoals in Loy, um, and again be paid twenty quid for the whole of Saturday. And then on on a, on a Saturday night, I'd back to the Shed nightclub and click glasses again. I woke up on a Sunday morning in in our house in Broyhill, uh, where where we, where we were brought up, and I felt like a millionaire. Mm. I felt like a millionaire. I'd have I'd have you know sixty seventy quid in my ass pocket, mm. and I'd feel like a millionaire. You know. I remember that feeling when I when I first got a job. I was, I was a chef at um, the Oakfield Tavern. It's gone now, funny enough, as most pubs have. But I remember that feeling of waking up one day and thinking, Fuck, I've got £100, £100 in my arse pocket here. And the only time I'd said £100 was on my birthday once a year when everyone had kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Everyone would give you a bit of cash. But it's right though, isn't it? It's yeah. any time you, you think you do, don't you? You yeah. think, bloody hell, I'm rich here. Like, what? <laughs> Just getting blowing all, yeah. basically. And I can remember actually, I I think when I was at school, I don't know about you two, but um, the big thing for, for me was to have a pair of Rockport shoes. Mm. Unfortunately, I've got a fake pair of Rockport shoes um, off the back of a lorry, as we used to say. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and I remember walking down the canal one day and having to prove that they were real by jumping in puddles because Rockport shoes were notoriously <laughs> famous for being waterproof. Well, of course, mine being fake. <laughs> Some wet feet. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to pretend that my socks weren't wet. Um, yeah, it's what you remember that, that mask came out again. I put a brave face and I pretended that my, my socks were <laughs> <laughs> off. I went up the, up, up, up the canal and onto Brittle Lane and back back home. But, um, so yeah, I always had a thrill for business. But of course, like everybody, we have to start somewhere, don't we? Mm. We have to start our journey somewhere. And, and mine, um, because my grandfather, my father was in the elevator business, that's where my journey started mm. uh, as a lift engineer. And, uh, and, and yeah, things really developed. Um, that sort of that business side of me, um, you know, uh, just always, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it away at me, but, but but aspired me to. At the time, you could argue, and I'm ashamed to say, but I was always driven by having nicer things mm -hmm. from a, maybe a nicer house, just to a better car, and nice holiday. There's there's nothing wrong with that, um, but but actually, they're not my motivators now, and I'll get on to to why they're not. But in that different chapters in your life. Yeah. You now don't think like a 20-year-old. Yeah. A 20-year-old didn't think like a 15-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And your goals change as you mature. Yeah. Like, oh, some people don't. Yeah. Some people are driven by fast cars and beautiful women. Some people are happy with a warm home and a, a dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, but this is what I think where we get wrong is, am I wrong for wanting this? No. If that, if that lights your fire. Yeah. Then do it. Yeah, yeah. If that gets you out the morning, yeah. out the bed in the morning, yeah. and makes you work or gets you off the settee. God bless you. Yeah. The, the only <clears throat> so for me, um, what changed for me was 
um, as my as my as my as my 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 my, uh, my career developed uh, from a lift engineer to to running an office uh, in London uh, for a business um, that was later sold uh, to a large multinational. Um, from field transition to sort of the office slash business transition, um, like um, you know, again that that aspiration to have a nice car and to have all these lovely materialistic things continued so <clears throat> when um when i um i came into a little bit of money from the sale of the acquisition uh back in back in 2017 straight away my focus was on okay well i've, I've come into the, to this money um and, and definitely from from hard work and sacrifice there's, there's no question there um I want to get involved in business because ultimately I want nicer things. And that was literally, so I took my inheritance and I um, brought into a small company in Smedic um, that at the time was, was 13 people strong. I encouraged the two poor previous owners, I say previous because they're no longer there, to, to take me in <laughs> and show them what I was capable of and and bless them malcolm and joe they were just lovely lovely men um not always didn't always feel that way because it's very hard having business partners you know mm. um but but um but not two that you sort of thrown yourself on so to speak uh, and, and and i threw myself in there and um but i knew what i was capable of doing and again the motivator was right how how much can we grow this business how much can we develop this business to to change my lifestyle okay now <clears throat> what a lot of people listening now won't realize um that happened in april 18 by october 18 um i was suffering severely with mental health so here's one part of scott that wants all these nice beautiful things the only way scott can do that is by growing the business okay and the business is small okay so so th th there's that part of scott but the other side of scott inside was dying but nobody could see it <clears throat> throughout 2017 i was quite fortunate i took some time off after the sale of the company i i, I ended up uh, leaving the business i was working for in feb 17 taking 17 off to work on myself and all through 17 i did a lot of fitness believe it or not i even uh was on a sky documentary called counting penguins <laughs> yeah. I, yeah on a on a on a, on a, on a, a russian icebreaker called academy yoffy uh, i'm sure i've got that wrong uh, but it was a russian icebreaker and I, and I went to antarctica um for for three weeks was that good uh it was the most wonderful thing i've ever done in my life it was I love penguins. yeah i don't <laughs> How's this tying from you in fitness to go into? Well, I worked, I worked on myself because there was a lot of hiking involved in going to Antarctica. Right. So makes uh, a bit more sense now. Yeah, yeah. You so, needed waterproof boots here, don't you? You couldn't, you couldn't have snowed ones yeah, yeah, No, I put on my rock boots. They were long in the bin. Uh, but yeah, so so working on myself a lot there, Lee, with um, looking at uh, you know expeditions and hiking trips and, and and things like that. So throughout seventeen, I got really fit. Yeah. Um, now I've thrown myself into a business in April 80, uh, chuck all my inheritance that I got from, from this transaction into this business. So you can imagine there's probably a lot of anxiety there. Yeah. You know, I hadn't got a house at the time, so I declared myself homeless, uh, in as much as me and my wife had, had houses prior, but I sold them mm. for this gamble. Okay. Um, here's me now with this inheritance and I've thrown it into this business. By October 18, I'm, 
I'm dying inside, you know. Um, and one of the things I remember the most about anxiety and the way anxiety made me feel, and, and there'll be people that don't understand it and I'm not expecting them to understand it. And there'll be people that, that, uh, that, that do understand it is I felt there was something medically wrong with me. Yeah. And I could not understand. I mean, Google was literally <laughs> the worst thing ever because I would Google the life out of all my symptoms. And then your anxiety goes through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, from palpitations yeah. to tight chest yeah. to feeling dizzy to feeling weak to staying awake all night. Can't swallow. Can't swallow. Lumping your throat. Yeah. You know, what on earth is wrong with me? I've just done. I've just done one of the biggest things in my life. I've got no house. I've got a son. I've got a wife. I've got no home. Mm. I've just put everything I've got into this business. Mm. And why am I feeling so ill? Mm. Why am I so ill? Um, now, rather surprisingly, despite, despite not wanting to get out of bed every morning, despite wanting to hide myself away, continue to go to work Can I stop? I, i've done that for years on in exactly the same no matter what's going on mentally physically i've always managed to get up out of bed and get to work and i've never been able to explain it do you do you think do you think would can you explain it for yourself um what drive what still drives that to do that i honestly can't no it's because because you know lame my darkest times even my children wasn't enough to keep me going. Mm, exactly the same. I have suicidal thoughts a whole lot, but you can guarantee if I had to be at work at nine o'clock, I'm at work at nine o'clock. I mean, the thought of looking at my children, um, I couldn't look at them and face them because I was so ashamed of myself. Mm. So my, even my children wasn't enough to keep me going. So when you ask why, um, particularly under the pressure I was under at the time, I'm probably in your boat, mate. I, I just don't mm. know why. I can't explain it. Right. I've thought it over a lot as well, and over the years, I'd hope to get a kind of answer for that. But it's just, it's just never, just just never nothing, nothing there. It's it's just it wasn't the money, so it wasn't the money because because if money could cure the way I was feeling, okay, then I would then I would have happily found the money to make me feel better. Hmm. So it wasn't the money. Um, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but I kept distraction. Maybe. I do. I don't know whether it's distraction. Maybe it's um, because it gives you something to live for, in the sense. Kev, I would, I would, I'd be at work, and there'd be a clock on the wall in our office in Smedic, and uh, all I would do is watch that clock mm. every five minutes, every quarter of an hour, every half an hour, every hour, praying for the day to end, mm. so I could at least say to myself, "I've been to work today." Mm. Yeah, the, the the sense of actually doing something maybe. yeah yeah i'm sorry, sorry before we yeah, carry please. on just point out um if anyone's got any questions we're getting some re really nice comments come up which i'm putting up on the screen yeah. and no doubt i'll show scott later because obviously you can't see it but if anyone's actually got any questions for scott fire him in and we'll ask him yeah no you can't have a pay rush. <laughs> 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 it's the first one that's going to go. I know there's a few colleagues. I, I don't call them <laughs> colleagues, actually. I call them family. So I know there's a few of my family guys watching. But, but two things you've anyway, said. I give your family a pay rise. We know now. Two things you've said, like two different junctions yeah. of your life. Yeah. Guilt yeah. with the drowning yeah. and the shame yeah. of so, so depression. Why did the, the, the reason why the drowning came into play, um, I'll tell you why. Because throughout 2018, I felt extremely weak. Mm. And. Um, I found it extremely hard to be a be a good dad. Mm. So the guilt came in because ultimately I remember watching 
as Sam dies a child. Mm. And and I, here I am with my children and I wasn't good enough to them. So I linked the two together because I double persecuted myself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a horrendous period of my life. And now here's what's ex exceptionally surprising. I brought into this business, it was a rather small business. And, um, and, and I surrounded myself with some of the most wonderful people. And I know some of them are hopefully listening. Uh, and um, I still went in and, and desperately tried to rally the troops. Uh, we still, um, you know, we still took people on. Uh, so the gambling actually continued, despite me being the weakest I've ever been in my life. And we were taking people on. We were procuring for more work and we were, we were, we were fairly aggressive at growing the business. Um, that business now is is the UK's fastest growing elevator company. Um, how how <laughs> with with three years of my life where I've suffered like you you wouldn't really believe we, we we've managed to, to to have that acclaim. I really don't know, but it is uh, one of the UK's fastest growing elevator companies. Um, so, to, sorry, sorry, do you think anyone picked up on that within your within uh, your, your family, your staff? The only people that knew I was suffering as bad as I was. Um, because I would go home and, and cry, I would hide. Um, was my, was my, was my immediate family, um, all the staff to all my staff. This would be probably news to them then. Mm. Um, the only thing that wouldn't be news to them is my, my passion for mental health because um, I openly talk about mental health in the workplace. I just don't talk about the stories. Mm. Don't talk about my my, my, my business journey linked with the mental health so to speak um but um but now that this will all be news to a lot of people um and 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 and, and like i said the, the, the so deltron deltron lifts is, is the elevator business uh, is now one of the uk's fastest growing elevator businesses um and is actually directly responsible for 120 jobs mm, so fantastic going from sort of 2018 when we had 13 employees to date, we, we, we are responsible for 120 employees at Deltron Lifts alone. So um, I look back now and I think, like, I don't think how, because I am extremely driven. And when I want something uh, so much, yes, there might be hurdles and yes, there might be things I need to overcome mentally. But when I want something so much, I, I don't give up. I don't let go. And, and I'll, I'll keep going at it till I get it. Um, but I'm saying I lot there. I brought a lot of fantastic people in. And one thing the mental health enabled me to do was actually pick people that you perhaps wouldn't pick. Because not that I was making rash decisions, I was making more sympathetic decisions and probably giving people chances that other people wouldn't give chances to. Yeah. yeah. Does that does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah. Um you saw something in them that you saw in yourself. And you're uh, thinking yeah, if you're in and, that and, situation. and it might have been. It might have been. Let's just talk about it. it might have been like a from a single mom uh, to to somebody that's that's formerly been been sacked to somebody that's notoriously known for being a bit of a character. You know, all these little things. Um, I saw so much in people, and 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 I touched on this earlier with you, Kev. To me, it doesn't matter that someone's been to jail. It doesn't matter that someone's got a past. To me, what matters is where we're going. Mm. Yeah, where are we going? You know, what we can all look back, we can all focus on what's happened, but where are we going? Mm. You know, and, and what can you bring to the table? And for me, as long as you show 
drive, commitment, empathy, and all and all those qualities, mm. you've got to be given a chance. You've got to be given a chance, even if nobody else wants to give you a chance. I'd, I'd certainly give you a chance. And you know what? I haven't mentioned yet, but my business partner, Lucas Schlenker, uh, a German lad, into the name. So Lucas and me met at a pizza shop in Acton. Okay. Um, I knew his father through business. And uh, I remember being... <laughs> presented with this 19 year old lad um and at the time he'd just moved to london and i was working in london and he was trying to improve his english so he worked in a michelin star restaurant sounds posh he just washed the crocs <laughs> okay so he, he was no he was no chef um and um I'm, i know it sounds a bit odd within six months i fell in love with him i'm not i'm not i'm not gay um but i fell in love with him as a person you, you can yeah. fall in love with people um and um we we he helped me so much in developing my career in london it was a big catalyst for my success and i promised him when i left in 17 that i'd be in touch so here's me now in 18 making a phone call saying hey mate i've got this little gem called deltron i need you to join me where are you oh well i'm at a business school in germany ah, damn it well How's the UK sound again, mate? You've been here before. And as it happens, we looked at his career path. He, 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 he then transferred to a university in Exeter and then later transferred to Warwick Business School. This, this lad's super clever. He's cleverer than me. <laughs> I'm just the face. Um, and um, yeah, he's super clever. And uh, yeah, so in comes Lucas into the business very early on. And so now you've got two really sort of driven, energetic, jack-in-the-box type characters in the office and again with a very similar mind to me that you know don't just go for the, the shirt and tie type don't just go for the the sort of the ones that have proved themselves go for the ones that have got something to prove and he's very very similar it doesn't matter a race it doesn't matter about you, you, if you've got disabilities it doesn't matter about your past anything just just doesn't come into it what matters is can you do it can do you want to know do you, do you want to be a part of this and, uh, and that was Lucas. So, um, so it's good. You know, yeah. like I, bet I met Lucas and, and yourself, yeah. obviously, and, and you are both. You're very much like, <laughs> like you say, the jack in the box. Yeah. But at that time, when you're struggling like that, are you st are you still portraying that when you're out, out? Um, as best I could? So, um, so Lucas doesn't know any of this. Yeah. He knows I'm very passionate about mental health, but he doesn't know any of that. He doesn't know that I went to do the Linden Method with a guy called Charles Linden. Um, which is a very interesting uh, mental health course, to be honest. He doesn't know that I've probably spent £10,000 on counselling. He doesn't know that I've been to, to the GP and prescribed uh, citralopram and citrally. He doesn't know any of these things. Um, a lot of it I kept to myself. And the reason why I did that, Lee, is because actually um, we're supposed to be the strongest people to each other. Mm. And for me at the time to have told him any of this would have made me look really weak. Um, and that goes for a lot of people. I couldn't tell. Do you, do you believe that now? Uh, no, not now. No, I'm, I'm very comfortable sat here now in front of you guys saying, look, here's all the trauma. Here's all my thoughts. Here's what I, what, what I went through. Um, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it one bit. And, and I wouldn't be ashamed of them now because, as we both know, we, we've got each other for life. Mm. I think we, we had the same, didn't we, growing up? We've still known each other God knows how many years now. And up until the last four or five years. Mm. We wouldn't have known either, either of us had suffered. And I think it's a, um, a case of getting older, a bit wiser, and a bit realising it's not actually a weakness. If anything, like you said, it's a strength because you see empathy in everyone else now. And you, you know what I mean? It, it, it strengthens your, so, your bonds. Absolutely. What, what's changed for me, um, 
and um, I'll tell you a bit more about what's happened in, in the more business world and, and, and this dream we've got, and this vision we've got. But what's happened with me, that there's been a big shift in, in my thought process. I never thought I'd have a house like I live in, I live in an amazing house. I never thought I'd drive the cars that I drive. I never thought I'd have the things that I, I have. And I never thought I'd go on the holidays I go on. Um, I always wanted those things. I wanted all of those things. Um, what's changed? Um, <clears throat> I can have them. So it's changed because actually I've got that beautiful home. I've got those cars. I've got those things. I've got, I've got those possessions and materialistic things. But they mean nothing. And the reason why they mean nothing is because I always, always go back to the three, three years, three years I suffered. So from 2018, um, well into 21, I was suffering, you know, um, and I'd have given up all of those things and even the clothes on my back to take, to take that anxiety away. Mm-hmm. And that's why they mean nothing. They mean nothing. Sure, I've got them. They mean nothing. You know what means more to me now? Being with people like you, talking to the. You listeners. ain't been with us long enough yet. No, but when <laughs> you say that, but but, yeah, but I warm to you very quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we met through for a business transaction. So, um, no, they mean nothing. And and um, what means more to me now is, and this is where my mind's completely shifted and changed. Is 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 um, you know, giving back to to people, helping people, buying things from the people. Uh, we do so much community stuff. Uh, the the overarching business is called Pace Group, and we do absolutely so much community stuff. Um, I could really write a book on that alone. <clears throat> a lot of that's driven by me, although that has definitely been embedded into my my, my wonderful team. You know, um, across across Pace, um, from giving away wheelchairs, Lee, to um, to um, giving away stair lifts to, to the less abled, um, again to giving the people job opportunities, to placing orders with businesses that most big companies would not entertain, the backstreet garages. Yeah, um, you know yourself, Lee, um, with your with your business, a warm trip because it was a black country situated business. Um, you know, and the reason why I'm like that is because I actually think to myself that, you know, people. I've been very fortunate with my circumstances to be where I am today. And I'd always like to think that if I was just starting out or I was on my backside, um, that there would be people out there that would give me a chance. So for me now, giving away stuff and doing things, you know, our staff, they get holidays. There's there's a, there's a bunch of guys on a cruise ship next month paid for by us. Um, there's a Disneyland trip up for grabs for the guys that work for us. Um, you know, oh, just all I sorts of crazy stuff. With that as well, like I, I ran managed pubs for quite a while, and it's not the scale that you're doing it in. Yeah, yeah. But the, one of the first things you learn is you treat those, your team, your staff, your family right. It comes back tenfold. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, but also as well, one thing that always sticks in my mind, you know, you could argue that, that during that time, that period where I was suffering so badly, um, that, that um, I could have really, really lost everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have lost everything literally I, I had nothing anyway when, on the climb I had nothing um, I had no home I had no lovely things um, and, and what if I lost everything where would I be what would I do who, who would help me so for me it's important to support the community I'm very biased towards the black country because obviously that's where I'm from um, very humble beginnings you know grew up in Crady Heath in a, in a block of flats called Huntington Gardens 
then uh, as, 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 as dad and mum did better we moved to a house and and so on and but um i'm very very in touch with the black country community honestly you've got you won't find anybody as passionate as me about about the black country and its people that's for sure and it's funny like as you grow you do change don't you and we're saying about your expectations of if i have a car you'll make me happy if i have a house you'll make me happy and it's when you get these things and you think well i'm still no happier then you look inwards don't you the people who you surround your life with and then you find out it's your children it's your wife it is yeah. your colleagues at work yeah. it is your family isn't just your blood is it no. it's the people you spend your life with yeah. and then when you think well if i can make you happier that makes me feel happier yeah i met i met a person back in uh would be 21 late 21 we became friends and and that person uh, really really helped me um regain my confidence so i lost a lot of confidence with the anxiety uh, i lost my identity mm. um and um that person has been a real real advocate so you just spoke about people and circles um i say keep your circles small i'm not too sure if that's the right thing to do but uh but certainly people can influence you and, and i owe that person that single person an awful lot because um they became a friend and they, they really helped me with a lot of my struggles because a lot of my struggles uh, unfortunately were, were confidence related mm-hmm. um despite me putting on this big persona that i'm some up and coming you know entrepreneur and gonna take the world over and all that kind of stuff um they were there for me all the time and um and i'm very very grateful for that person they never the heart in that amazing though because I've, I've had that hey people the Kev Dillon on stage, think bloody hell, because you're most confident, but and you go, well, I have wobbles, or, you know, sometimes I can't even, I, I'm frightened, yeah. the reason why I act like this is because I'm petrified, yeah. but I have to allow people to know me before I let them see that, because that was my superpower, yeah. being confident, but I wasn't confident, it was yeah. Just, yeah. I had this really good mask, yeah. well, beyond the mask, I was sobbing. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, and, uh, one of the things i used to do uh, they call it depersonalization i know a lot about anxiety because unfortunately i've read the textbooks i've, I've studied it night and day i'd go in front of a mirror i'd look at the person the reflection and i'd, 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 I'd ridicule the person that i was looking at mm. obviously that person was me so i did that a lot and battered and battered and battered my confidence mm. you know even going to watch my son play football was a challenge uh, I, I said to you earlier, Kev, even sitting in a line of traffic was a challenge. Why? Because I felt trapped. Mm. So if I'm in traffic on the motorway, what if, what if I can't, I can't go anywhere? What, what, where do I go? Mm. What, what, what if people seem to have a panic attack? Mm. What if I have a panic panic attack in this moment? Where, where do I go? I'm stuck. Mm. I can't get nowhere. While I'm watching my son play football, what if I have a panic attack and people see me? They're going to think I'm a something wrong with me. There's a problem with me couldn't board didn't want on a board a plane and go on holiday uh found it very difficult to go out on meetings and see customers because what if i had a panic attack where's the exit mm. if i sit here i can exit that door there if if that window's open i might be able to jump out of that these were all the thought processes i had about my anxiety and i would i would um i'd shrink my world and plan everything in my life around my anxiety and the way i felt and um it was just an awful awful period and you know what now and i can i can obviously sit here and say this as a man that if any of my staff um prior to, to to this period in my life would have come to me and said 
I've got tight chest. Um, I feel weak. I feel sick. I can't get out of bed. I ridiculed them and said they were lazy. Mm. I, I said they were lazy. Um, but as it happens, I understand it now. Mm. I get it. You know, obviously. Sometimes the, you have to experience these things to realise the real for starters. Because I, you can't see anxiety in no. terms of I can't look at you and go, well, he's, he, you know, there might be signs as it gets too severe, but you hide it. So you can't see it, can you? Yeah. It's not like you broke your arm. Well, he's broke his arm. He needs time off. Yeah. No, no. So I was I was fortunate enough that my dad had put me up at the time. And uh, all I wanted to do, bearing in mind. So we're going now through sort of 18, 19. We'd had a, we'd have a, we'd had a, we'd had a baby. So I've got a little, little beautiful son called Leo. Um, a wife called Nicola and and, 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 and a lovely son called Luke. And I, I can remember it now. I'd go home and um, I'd look at look at Leo and he may need a nappy change or a bath. Um, and um, it was an absolute challenge mm. just to deal with him. So here you are, you've got two beautiful children and you can't even bring yourself to deal with your own son. Uh, and that really, really ets away at me but i've just been at work and i've just been trying to grow some 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 em empire you know mm -hmm. so to speak and um i look back now um i put a lot on on the people around me at home without without without, without, without someone say without realizing but um i did and um i think when you're in <coughs> that kind of funk you you do realise that you, what you're doing in that sense, don't you? But you can't stop yourself from doing it. No, no, and then it makes it worse because you start to feel ashamed, guilt, and yeah, and guilt, and what, what I'm a rubbish dad, you know. And not fight through all that. You've got the pandemic. The pandemic, so so um, helped my anxiety. Um, so what a lot of anxiety sufferers do, they they shrink the world. I spoke about shrinking shrinking your world, and the fact that lots of things were closed and we couldn't access them as a family um and people didn't want to see me face to face as as as, as, as the leader of, of my business um it suited me greatly mm. because if you think about it from my perspective things went on zoom things went on facetime and and, and other 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 ways you don't have to leave your your home do you You're brilliant a bit more comfort here's the catch long term that's awful mm -hmm. so what you do with anxiety you, you shrink your world so ultimately your house or, or well i didn't have a house i was fortunate to stay at dad's your nest so to speak it becomes your safety net mm -hmm. so if you don't leave your safety net whilst yes you might feel anxious whilst you're in your safety net if you don't have to leave it because you can just have a facetime call or you can just have a, a zoom call with somebody or a, you know one, one of these sort of other video calling sites you, you've done your meeting so for me, I've boxed it. I've spoke to that client now. Everything's going to be fine. At least they've seen me, me face. At least I've said a, said a piece, you know. Um, so it actually suited me. Of course, didn't have to go on family days out because everywhere was closed. So it suited my anxiety. However, sat at home, couch potato, eating all the wrong foods, continuing to drink whiskey, yeah, bourbon. You know, again, night times, I'd knock back a... Sometimes i get through a bottle. Mm. just to help me go to sleep um and, and, and other cocktails of, of medication and stuff um and 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 again um it suited my anxiety but unfortunately through the pandemic in 19 and part of 20 there um i wasn't helping myself 
So, of course, when that pandemic started to lift, this person's still got to face the world. Yeah. The world that I've been able to avoid. Yeah. A, a pandemic that's actually suiting my situation. Um, and, and got uh, used to you not seeing people. And not seeing people, because actually I didn't want to see people. Mm. I didn't want people to see me the way I was. Mm. Um, so, my wife, at the time, I remember her, uh, she, she'd obviously been through quite a lot. And a lot of intrusive thoughts. I don't know if you've ever experienced intrusive yeah. thoughts. Uh, it's almost like eat, sleep, repeat in your mind, isn't it? Mm. And um, she came across something called the Linden Method. Um, and it was by a guy called Charles Linden, who, who also suffered anxiety. Um, and she enrolled me on this course. At the time, business was doing quite well. We could afford to go on this course. Um, and I sympathise with those that can't. So Deltron, just by the way, uh, and, and all my staff and family, as I call them, will know this. Uh, we help with uh, free uh, counselling. Uh, we, we have regular mental health workshops with a, with a qualified uh, mental health practitioner. Uh, and that goes on within our business weekly uh, across the different staff groups. So, And that's all come from, from my experience. But at the time, I could access this £700 for a one-day course. And I, and I sympathise with those that can't. You know, um, but but I went on this course, and I remember, honestly, I remember, Jen. So I was in Kidderminster. I was in this this, this conference centre in Kidderminster. Frightened to death to go. Frightened to death to go. Pulled up on this car park, walked in this conference centre. It, it was a building where there's various businesses, and and, and 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 these guys from the Linden Method had rented a bit of space. And I walked into this room, and there's all sorts of characters around the room, and uh, these two guys. A female and a male that had, had, had gone through some mental health battles themselves. And uh, I'm looking around the room thinking, there's a guy there, 70. There's a, there's a woman there, 40. There's a lad there, 20. Bloody hell, like, you know. And um, they were lovely. There was, there was food there. And, 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 and said, look, if you, feel, if you feel you want to, you said I started the session, tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you're feeling. And there's this lad. Flew from New York. The Linden Method's quite a famous uh, mental health course. And um, and this lad, handsome as can be. Like you look at his name, bloody hell, you look you look the like Kev. Bit yeah. like Kev. <laughs> but, but obviously not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Bit like Kev. And uh, I looked at him and wow, you know, you know, he's he, he looks the part. You know, why is he here? You know, he he's got he looks like he's got everything, you know. And um he was he, he, he was an Irish lad that had been sent to New York because he had a, a very successful boxing career, and the next sort of pathway for him, as he was as he was going into, um, obviously Kev would know better than me, but up in his game in terms of his boxing career was to, to go to America, and uh, you could clearly see this guy was fit. You know he doesn't look like me; he looked, he looked fit, and um, <clears throat> you could clearly see they looked fit. And basically, one day he got on a train. He inappropriately looked at a man, or what he believed to inappropriately look, look at a man at the time, and convinced himself in that moment that he could potentially be gay. And that absolutely derailed him in that one moment. One thought. And that one thought. Now, whether he was or he wasn't, don't really matter, does it? No. Don't matter at all. But in that one moment, he turned his world upside down. And that was that guy. Another girl had got mugged on her way to university. One guy, he'd sold a business for, for fortunes. He'd got everything. He'd got everything. He'd got the boat, the house, the lot. And he just said, I don't know why. I just can't seem to be happy. 
I don't feel happy and I don't understand why. And he tried everything. There was all sorts of experiments at the time, something to do with the horse tranquilizing or something or something similar that's used in, in that medication to he was yeah he, he you know he was he was trying all sorts of experiments it was crazy and of course you got me and 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 and, and, I, and I told the room all these crazy thoughts I was thinking a bit about my past the accident you know all the things I've been through and and um I suppose there's an argument to say I didn't come out there feeling fixed far from it I spoke about people in your life didn't i and getting the right people in your life but i certainly felt a little bit better knowing full well that actually all of a sudden i'm not ill mm. actually anxiety is, is not an illness yeah it's actually a normal state of mind we all suffer with anxiety don't we mm. and as, as they explained to me if if a, if a bunch of lions burst into this room now we'd all feel anxious wouldn't we so it's a normal response it's just unfortunately sometimes it takes over your life, doesn't it? Yeah, and sometimes you don't use it normally. No, 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 you don't. You, know, use you it can normally. get anxious about things that really shouldn't be. You shouldn't be anxious shouldn't about. Be anxious about, yeah, mm. absolutely. As I said, we were saying then, says it's like when you know a lion's going to go in or a lion, you react and you have to. Yeah. But I think when your daughter's sitting on your lap yeah. in your home, you're having a snuggle, and you're watching Peppa Pig, and then you get it. That's when it's. Hard to take. That's when it's because you're thinking, why? I'm here. I'm but then it's on my journey is reminding myself this will pass. Yeah. I'm with my daughter. Yeah. I'm in my home. You feel uncomfortable now, but you can breathe. If you have, if you're hung upside down, your arms tied, you can still breathe. Yeah. You haven't got to, it's the one thing. Thank God we haven't got to remember to do. Yeah. And it's just reminding yourself that, isn't it? Yeah. And I think what you just said then was so beautiful like, about the courses. What we've learned on our journey, you can have a bod like Anthony Joshua or look like Danny DeVito. You can have a million pound or have nothing. Mental health doesn't give a kipper's dick where you're from, what you believe in. It can affect it's anyone, anywhere. Mm. It can do. And I think that's what unites us. No matter where you're from, it's, we've got common ground here. Yeah. Yeah. Anything can happen to anyone, anywhere. Well, there's a, there's a misconception, you see. So, so again, I'll, I'll talk about sort of like if you like, I wouldn't put it as dramatic as rags to riches, but I'm in a position in my life where um, there's not there's not really a car I can't buy, mm. there's not a holiday I can't go on, um, and, and, and and like I say, um, if I showed you my house, it's 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 it's, it's beautiful, um, but the reality is, um, none of those things actually will ever make you feel better. Mm. Um, so you could you could look at someone depressed or anxious and say, "Hey, mate, there's a Lambo outside. Do you want to come in? It's yours. Have it. I can guarantee you now. Mm. If they are genu genuinely either anxious or suffering with anxiety persistently, or they're depressed, that ain't going to make them any better. And that's what's changed for me. So uh, we've got this vision, uh, a pace group. So so we spoke about Deltron. What happened is as Deltron started to do better we started to obviously get the fruits uh, from the business and, and that and that, and that <clears throat> obviously was monetary fruits mine and Lucas's life started to change here's a lad i'm 37 he's 26 um all of a sudden you know um coming into to 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 what can anybody describe really as, as life-changing amounts of money um now <laughs> a little bit contradictory you could argue that that again 
because the money at the time didn't I didn't want to sort of go away and, and, and blow it aggressively on lots of lovely things, we decided to what we call roll the dice. Yeah. And we accidentally become what's known as venture capitalists. So um, we now own um, seven, probably eight very successful brands, um, most of which are linked to the elevator business. Uh, we've got um, production of a product going on uh, in, in Greece. The product is, is going to be a world-renowned product. Okay, uh, it's it's called a Dunwaiter, and it's the the third biggest Dunwaiter brand in the UK. Uh, we're looking to scale it, so that's going to be sold across the world. We've got exclusivity of those parts, so it doesn't matter uh, who, what elevator business take care of these Dunwaiter lifts. Dunwaiters, by the way, are just little service lifts that transport food. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who who services those those lifts in the future. Ultimately, they have to buy the parts through us. So. Um, we brought husbands um it was a it was a brand that was uh, way back in 1963 it, it, it um served uh, queen and country because it looked after all the rural estate so um those uh Dunwaiters and service lifts can be found in buckingham palace winter castle balmoral the royal navy so this is one this of is brands. this is a black country business this it? is a black country based business yeah, who knew you know who knew that until yeah, i turned up there and you told me i wouldn't have had a yeah. clue that yeah that kind of contracts like the bank of england mm-hmm. the royal mint so that's one of our businesses we've been able to successfully acquire uh, uh lee knows us through a mobility business where we we, we managed to to acquire the ip um for those that don't know ip it's intellectual property and <laughs> um, that's a bit, a bit of a funny story because um snowdrop had seven branches throughout the uk uh, four of which were in wales three were in england uh, and here's me and Lucas yet again trying to do another business deal. So these two lads, you start off with Deltron, now all of a sudden you're, you're trying to take over the world. And and people are starting to laugh at us now because we keep acquiring businesses. In fact, I did a, a business deal on Monday where we acquired another brand. Um, but <laughs> Snowdrop's really funny because um, it's a mobility business. Now, Lee knows far more than me about this business, um, about this industry. And... Um, few weeks ago me and lucas are negotiating this deal with the administrators to, to buy snowdrop that had suddenly fallen into administration and when i say buy i'm talking about buying all the stock and the ip so there's lots of value there still so anyway we ended up rolling the dice and buying this stock okay and we ended up buying the ip right there was a lot of anxiety with the administrators because there was lots of deals coming in to buy snowdrop and its assets and all this kind of stuff but nobody was prepared to empty seven stores in seven days. So effectively, you'd have to clear a store a day. Um, particularly when you think that we're based in the Black Country, or one of our offices in the Black Country, our core office, and, and the warehouse was in Hal's Owen. Um, and you've got these, you've got these snowdrop store, stores all over the, over Wales uh, and obviously England. But the one snowdrop store was over in Haverford West. Which, for those that don't know, is <laughs> really far away. So um, that was their main store. As that well, was right? their main. Fortunate store. enough to go there a few times myself. So, yeah. Typically, me and Lucas, you know, we sat there negotiating this deal. Yeah, we can empty the stores. We've got Arctic lorries. Yeah, we've got loads of them. No problem. <laughs> we can sort this out. We won the bid. We won the deal. We ain't got no van. We've, we've, <laughs> we've got we've got forty four vans on the road, but unfortunately, um, they're all used. And actually, we don't need vans, we need lorries. 
When's the first store going to be emptied? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> right. We've promised them we can empty them. So, uh, Natalie RPA, hey, hello, Natalie. She had to get on to uh, to all these hire companies. And here's us, <laughs> like Mercedes Sprinter vans, Volkswagen crafters, myself at the helm with a few of the lads. Bless them. Really grateful because the lads are amazing. And it was like uh, it was like a road trip. It was like something off the in between us. You know? <laughs> you know, it's funny you said earlier. Like I, went, I was, you was working in London in office, and yeah. I can't imagine you doing that. No, because every time I've seen you, you're buzzing around. Yeah, I can't imagine some sitting you at a desk and going, you know, get <laughs> exactly. on with that. I keep there. dancing on this on this sofa. <laughs> no, no, but I can't. You know what I mean? No. I don't, and I don't. I just I can't imagine you no. sitting there doing that. No, like, no I think you. I'm, you, a, I'm a, definitely a go getter. Mm. So um, whilst I have a love for business, of course. I certainly love getting stuck in. Mm. That's that's so true, really. You've got that spot on. So, rocks up at Aberford West, looked at the size of the building. Leal know it. And I went, I've got one day to empty this. <laughs> Straight on the blowers, the other guys look. I'm on FaceTime going, look at all this stuff. How on earth are we going to empty this? And, um, and it went from there. And then we emptied seven stores in six days. So, we exceeded the, the goal. Um, and Lee would know we've got a, a, a warehouse in Halzo in where we put all this stuff. We must have had the most mobility stuff in the UK under one roof at the time because there must have been two, three hundred wheelchairs, 40, 50 scooters. You saw it, Lee. It was... Well, it's not very often I walk into places like I've seen some big factories <laughs> in my career, you know, going going around and seeing like the Invercares of the world. And they're massive, they're yeah. massive. But I walked in there. I've never seen such a diverse range in such quantity. Yeah, I was walking. I was like, what? And even I was like, I don't know where to start looking. Yeah. To be quite honest. Yeah, and Lee knows his stuff, guys. So, so we were doing these deals, but you know, sometimes, gents, um, in business, one thing I've found is to follow your gut. Yeah. So there's lots of people that seem to know better than you. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've got many of them. It's a shame that other people know all the out of on the country are too busy cutting hair or driving taxis you know always said that. <laughs> but but we, we keep rolling the dice and um so pace groups evolve we've got some wonderful brands from a clothing brand um which is doing fantastic right through to to elevator and mobility related brands and and the dream is um and we're on target that by 2030 we'll have 100 million pounds worth of annual revenue so if you can think about me and my journey starting off in a little office in Smedic. To date, we've got an office on the Isle of Wight, Basingstoke, Leicester. We've just taken on space in Wales. We've got an office in Tiverdale, Halzoin. So, so if you can imagine, and one thing I want to try and get through to people, despite my challenges, uh, despite me having zero qualifications at school, despite me supposedly amounting to nothing, here I am, uh, sat in front of you guys today, just like you, just like everybody watching, um, on some serious journey and. Um, we often laugh that that in 2030 we're going to be on Netflix because <clears throat> there's no doubt in my mind what we're doing is very unusual. Um, yes, of course, there's there's a model and there's there's an idea, but but it's very very um, it's very gut related, mm. yeah, and um, it's crazy really that what, what we're up to. It's a well, short time scale as well, isn't it? Can I ask you a question? Of course. Because yeah. you've evolved in everything. Me and my dad always talk about this. Yeah. Do you think ego is a good thing or a bad thing? Wow, that's interesting. Because my friend that really helped me with mental health would uh, would really question that one. Because um, my dad apart, always says he thinks apart, it's a good thing. So so I have to be honest. And I've had to sort of rein myself down. Um, there's been parts 
of my of my of my sort of business journey if you like lately where i think ego has certainly come into play um and um you kind of lose a little bit of who you are um i, I, I think provide me channeled mm. yeah i think ego is a good thing but the, the, the most the, the most thing that i've always learned and i've always learned this that for me um it's important to, to to probably be one of the most successful people in the room but not known as one of the most successful people in the room so a lot of a lot of things that i often talk about in success is smoke and mirrors so somebody could walk in with a designer suit on and look a million dollars and pull up in a flash car but actually you don't know um if the car's borrowed if the suit's borrowed do you mm. i think it's quite important to to stay grounded and and be known as as a successful person you know to a degree um but actually not put that in people's faces because ultimately you could really fall flat on your face so i think you can channel ego can't you if you ask me i've got a bit of ego i've definitely got a little bit of sort of go get cockiness you could argue i've got a little bit of that within me I'm not, I'm not denying that um i used to be it's quite interesting that is because if you put me in a room with a guy that wears a shirt and tie and, and, and he's got a suit on okay and he's got some fancy flash how you're seeing me in this tracksuit by the way i, I did i did say to Lee earlier if i smell i'm sorry because I've, <laughs> I've been to the gym beforehand but um you, you'll always find me in a tracksuit or i think you've probably seen me a load of time i've never seen you in a suit yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen so that's quite for me whereas there's people that that don't employ nowhere near as many people as me um um that that can wear a suit and have the wrong persona does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i'm i'm aware i'm i call myself a bit of a chav really if i'm honest yeah. um but um but i think it's, it's really important that we no matter how well you do and how successful you become you, you desperately try and stay grounded I, th I think with ego as well it's if you've got ego and you're not willing to learn so a lot of people with ego will go into something thinking they're the best at whatever they're doing but ultimately there's always someone better or not necessarily better there's always someone who can teach you something yeah and if I, you're not willing to do that it's like you you've done it though you say you're opening eyes i don't know mobility equipment <laughs> so what i'm going to do is call lee or call this person and go help me out with this yeah. ego wouldn't allow you to do that no i, no. I, I think no, ego you. is a great thing i think how many empires have been built on it on ego or how many have crumbled through ego yeah but i think as you said the key is to aim to be the best but how are you going to get to be the best is by learning new skills mm. yeah and that is when to have ego but have humility that's a winning balance isn't it yeah i mm. think i think i think for me that's okay that's really interesting point I think for me um you know <laughs> confidence is a confident look, look if you sat me down today uh, you've both got children i don't know if they're doing the gcse's no it's uh, near uh, enough uh, one of them's near enough uh, I, I, I bet is it a girl or a boy girl so i bet you she's far better than me at sitting those gcse's mm. right she's better than me easily <laughs> yeah okay you know but do you know what's really interesting and i really do believe in this really do believe in this that providing you can go into a room and hold a room or hold an audience or hold a group of people yeah which i think you've probably got an element of ego you can make anybody believe can't you yeah and one thing I've, i think 
that I've always been passionate about is is making people believe. And 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 often there's a there's a again I think there's quite a few of our guys from Pace Group watching tonight. Um, most of them are actually more intelligent than me. So so it's not being afraid later to 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 speak to people like Lee, who's an expert in his field, but also bringing the expertise into our business. Mm -hmm. And that side, and and I suppose ego, yeah, you're quite right. Wouldn't allow you to do that, and it's allowing um, their ideas to to evolve, to make to make your life better, essentially. You know. And someone I've heard you mention quite a few times about uh, confidence, and someone asked me this years ago, and it's always wrong me. What do you say is more important, in your opinion, yeah. confidence or courage? Goodness me. You're not expecting this one just got from a couple of black country lads. No, 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 I love it. No, I love, no this is this is me all over. Um do you think not do you, don't, do you think maybe if you've got confidence it automatically would give you a bit of courage? But me personally, yeah. I always had courage but I lack confidence. Okay. I'm the kind of guy my knees would tremble but I had to be the first bloke out that door. Or I was you know, I was I would do everything, not because, as I said, the smoke and mirrors. Whoa, it's Kev Dylan Blase. I want confidence, but I was bloody as brave as I come. Okay. Nowadays, now I've opened up about my flaws. Now I am confident. I can honestly say, yeah, yeah I can tell. I am now, yeah. but at the time, I was just a little brave bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever sort of been the kind of person that um, has had the courage to say, like, uh, uh, so. You know, <laughs> quite interestingly, I think. And we've all been there, a bit of road rage, you're banging at the window, you're popping the horn, you know, you're putting your fist up, you maybe maybe even got out of the car. I've done those silly things. Mm. When it comes to standing toe-to-toe -to -toe somebody, would I be the kind of person that fights? That's really debatable. So that's almost like a false courage, isn't it? But, that, 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 but the courage hasn't always got to be about fighting either. No, 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 not, not, not at all, not at all. But actually, actually, what's really interesting, if someone wants to be confrontational with me, yeah, I'm confident, confident to face them. Yeah, because actually, for me, um, the minute it gets violent or aggressive, yeah, you know, that's going to be nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten in my case on them. Yeah, if their point was good enough, they wouldn't need to get to that level, would they? So yeah. I think confidence is good in terms of facing people directly, and I think through words and, and the way you, you handle that situation, you can do that. But I think from for me like courage you know when you uh, i said this the other day if you ever watched i think it doesn't, it's not on air anymore crime watch yeah and yeah. you could see something reenacted you think why don't we just bat him around the other yeah. back or why didn't he why he jumped on his back why he faced that way and of course these are reconstruction videos yeah but the reality is until you're in those situations in your life you're not entirely sure mm. how you're going to handle them do, do, do you really? and there's got to be some confidence in it because like you said before you you move from your, your london job to buy to buy this other company yeah. and you Soldier house and and all that's yeah, you've yeah. got to have confidence in yourself. But I would to want to do, have a confidence or stupidity. I think it's not yeah, there. has got to be an element was, of something no, to. The there was absolutely a lot of naivety in what I did. Really, because actually, when I look back now, like, I literally gave so so the gamble I took in in April eighteen, the gamble I took. Okay, um, anyone that so I've got no house. Just remember, I've got no house. Hmm. Okay, um, I could have brought a house. With, with the money that I've invested, um, and um, but I decided to to throw it all in. Now, <clears throat> you then imagine in October eighteen, your world falls apart and you've got anxiety and you don't understand what anxiety is. So you imagine 
you've got no home, you're living back with parents, you're, you're a, how old was it at the time? I'm in my early 30s. How, how, do you, how, how do you think I was feeling? Just to get back home is a big... Embarrassing. Uh, at, at that age, that must yeah, have been... Embarrassing, mm-hmm. like, you know, and... Um, and there's it, plenty of people who are probably going to have to do that at some, at some point, point in their life. life. Not, not because of the same situation as you either. You know, you took that gamble, took that risk and, 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 and put that money there instead of buying your house. You said but there's people out there whose marriage might break down and they've got to go back into the house. And it does it take a... I can't even imagine you now being, being, you know, 39, having to call my mum or dad and go... You know, but you know, not, but you know what? That's an interesting point. Um, you might there, Lee. Don't you think that you should always be able to make that call? Yes, without yeah. doubt. You, you should. You want your baby yeah. to and, and, and there's a competitor of mine, uh, a lovely guy called Pete Larkin, and, and he, he, something he said to me, and I'll stick with me for as long as I live. And he said, every night, as long as he his children went to bed, and and he felt that there were trouble free in their minds, right that's been a good day to him yeah so and and for my children so so my upbringing was very very tough okay so my mom as beautiful as she is and as much as she struggled so I had to go through and I, without a doubt i now know she had her own mental health battles mm-hmm. okay she unfortunately for me um she, she became an alcoholic um and again she's done tremendously well because i don't know if you've ever had anybody in your life that's an alcoholic with her tough tough addiction to kick mm. the toughest because because why because alcohol, alcohol is widely available yeah. you know i can drive 30 foot for me now and go and find some yeah and uh so she had those battles and at the time um you could argue as a young person you feel like you're neglected mm. uh, i lost a lot of contact with mom, my mom um, unfortunately through that period but um but i get it now like i completely get it and, and, and i love it to bits now and, and that's all good uh, but my dad on the other hand um and, and and people say now and he had to be and i get 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 guess that he did uh, it was extremely critical mm. so he was always at work uh, but he tried to create a safe family home but he was very critical about the things that i was doing and, and what i was aspiring to be um and um he would create a lot of my anxiety Mm. without knowing he was so if i was doing a course at work or an mdq or got an exam related to, to my job he would tell me the consequences of failing mm. and and that was a real tough thing mm. for me or you know from from that action you might get that reaction and i always say to people and for those that are watching please remember this it's okay for somebody to tell you that a that hundred things going to happen from a, from from an action but i guarantee you oftentimes th- those those bad things don't happen mm. so what i've decided with my children and people don't like my, my style of parenting i <laughs> i um i'm extremely relaxed i'm extremely relaxed because i'm a i'm a big believer in ultimately if i create a home environment where they feel it's okay to take a gamble mm. they're going to take the gambles why because they feel there's a safety net there mm. so for me and eight 2018 i took this gamble my dad was my biggest critic mm. but he wasn't a safety net mm. because if, a, if i'd have failed i'd have felt a failure yeah and i think yeah there's you get that yeah. yeah and there's also that stigma around failing so if that you know ultimately there's nothing wrong at all with failing is that 
you know, you're gonna have, you're gonna go through your life and fail at things, yeah. and that doesn't mean one. you should. Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you should kind of aim for that point. You should put your all into not failing. But if you do fail, don't don't stop. Don't no. don't let that don't let that keep you down there. No, get up and go again. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 and, and this is why now. I think that I gamble so much in the business world and, and, and do some of these crazy deals I do is because ultimately um, I've got no fear anymore. Mm. Do you know what, Jensen, I mean this. When I used to sit at Thorns Community College, which is not too far from here, mm. um, and find myself daydreaming in my moments where I'd be sketching little cars and things, I never dreamt, ever dreamt of having the things I've had and doing the things I, I now do. Never dreamt of it. Would I want to lose them? No, of course I wouldn't want to lose them. But do you know what? Do you know, do you know one thing I'll, I'll, I'll say, say? I've had them. So if I did lose them, I've had them. Yeah, and you're not afraid of losing them. Not anymore. There's a big difference, isn't Not there? anymore. Do you know why? Because I'm, I sit here at 37 years of age. I value my health so much more. I value waking up and being the happiest version of me. Mm. I wake up being me. I wake up happy being me, mm. uh, you know, and and there's no amount of lovely things that will ever. Yeah, I was same situation. Looking at my daughter and what she goes through, and I just stop and get you. You know, how can you not? How can you not be grateful for what you have? Yeah. No, that, and again, not what you have in terms of your health, in terms of yeah. Again, I've gone through my struggles and and uh, had some hard times and you do you come out the other side but it takes time to do that as well doesn't it i know there's people probably listening who uh, may be on the start of that and oh god there's no light at the end of this tunnel you know this i, I can't see how i'm going to get over this anxiety depression but what we've said it before we? what we found uh, as you're getting older you find your way of coping with it we spoke earlier you like you hit the gym don't you yeah as, as well as counseling yeah as so, well as anything that you can do that helps you get over it but you've got to be willing to step through that door and try them things. Yeah, yeah i may get a fine for saying this but i don't mind don't want a fine um through uh covid um i had a small group of people like my, my previous house where i lived i was fortunate to live we've got a nice big garden and stuff uh we was able to play football in there so through covid <laughs> I've done a few games. <laughs> random people turn up, yeah. And, if it's good uh, enough for the Prime Minister. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind a finest one. It's only 50 quid, eh? Yeah. Is it? Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I used to uh, have my friends turn up and play football. And um, and I was I was obese, okay? So I was, I was really overweight. Um, um, I would consider myself, when I was younger, a not, not too bad-looking lad, I, I don't know. Um, and, and I looked at the... The then me 19 and, and, and I was fat, I was ugly, I was panting and puffing and um, I decided to organise football. That for me, okay, was the start of of my recovery. Mm. And I, I said to, to Kevin, and I want people to please, please, please believe me when I say this, that are listening, that one of the most heartbreaking things I went through was when I played football or did any form of fitness, which actually, despite me being fat, um, I enjoyed. <clears throat> of course, when you do any form of fitness, you get out of breath, don't you? Mm. Well, what do you experience when you have a panic attack? Yeah, same. You're out of breath. So what do you think I was doing? I was linking the two. Mm. So as soon as I built up, I don't know, I was sprinting off to grab a ball or exerting myself quite a lot, and I started to get out of breath, um, I, I kind of liken that to a panic attack. And would start to feel really, really uncomfortable. I'm playing with all my mates. Yeah, they're all big lads. 
they're all they're all hard lads they're all and there's me some sort of entrepreneur you know somebody that perhaps some of them i don't know might look up to and and, and i'm dying inside while i'm playing football mm -hmm. and um but 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 look i sat with it i sat with it and football developed from 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 once a week to twice a week and then when covid lifted we were able to to explore leisure centers then i got into boxing okay uh with a, with a lovely guy from pens net bless him baz and i started doing boxing and uh and then that tra then transpired from boxing to to the gym and uh, when i look back of me in 19 and me now in 23 uh, yes i'm no oil painting but um but I do look a different person. And you know what? Do you feel different in your head? Because that's the key, isn't it? I feel absolutely amazing. And, you, you know, I criticise GPs. So when I, uh, in, in 2018, I had to go into a doctor's surgery in Hagley. At the time, we were renting a little flat uh, in Hagley, me and my wife and my, my son, Luca. And I remember walking to this, this doctor's surgery and I sat before a guy, again, a guy, handsome doctor. And here's me at... Uh, you know um 33 years of age sitting before a doctor and he said what's the matter and i said i'm having all these problems um panic attacks these crazy thoughts and he prescribed me uh certainly mm. okay and um you know what's really sad and i'm not expecting that gp to know anything on mental health because the gp has to know everything don't they They have to know a bit about everything don't they but um but he actually asked me at the time how often I exercised, how active I was. And I totally disregarded that question. And the reason why I disregarded that question, because the last thing in my mind, lads, was going running around ugly. Mm. The last thing in my mind was doing any running or exercise. It was, hang on, I need to sort this out. Yeah. So he prescribed me this search relief, and I sadly didn't agree with me. Um, he really didn't agree with me. I sat with it for a bit. And um, I now know the best medicine for anxiety the best medicine for anxiety is fitness yeah, and i train every single day now mm. every single day i train now um and um it's finding your medicine isn't it i'm addicted often, to it we, we find a lot of the time instead of reaching for the antidote we reach for the poison we reach for the the booze we reach for the late noise we reach for the yeah. drugs we like and we think it's making me better it's helping me sleep but it's you're not sleeping properly. You're waking up half cut. You're waking it's up. It's the all temporiness over. of big, all that. Big, isn't biggest, it? biggest misconception with alcohol. But the biggest misconception of alcohol. It's not a relaxant. It's a stimulant. So it stimulates the mind. So when you go to bed and you're supposed to be relaxed, you're not. Mm. You're charged. Mm. You're charged. Um, but one of the. Uh, but I, I do want to just get back onto medicine quickly. As a man. Have you ever been on medication? Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Not As a man, the thought of somebody finding, um, I, I moved on to Sotralopram, by the way, Kev. Mm. The thought of somebody seeing a package of Sotralopram in my car, right? The thought of somebody spotting that and then and then Googling that Sotralopram and linking it mm. to anxiety absolutely horrified the life out of me. I would hide it in all sorts of places for you know and when i threw the packet away i would rip the packet to death because on that packet was my name mm. and i was so ashamed to be on citralopram but you know what there were, there were many factors 
to this whole anxiety process and my mental health process. And citralopram was one of the factors. If you ask me now, do I need it today? No, I don't need it today because one of the things I've learned with anxiety is exposure. Sit with it. If you're scared of getting a lift, get in a lift. If you're scared of boarding a plane, board a plane. Yes, you're going to feel anxious. You're definitely going to feel anxious. But once you've learned your brain, and they're called neuropathways, once you've repaired those neuropathways and realised that the exposure is actually the medicine, you start to get over it. And I don't need citralopram now. I've been mm. I've been off citralopram now for 12 months and I was on a very low dose. But please, don't ever be ashamed to be on it. Mm. Don't ever be ashamed to be on it. Do you know what? A friend of mine, they said, if you were diabetic and you were prescribed medication, would you take it? Yes. Mm. So if you prescribe medication for anxiety, should you take it? Absolutely, yes. Yes, different ones agree with different people, but sit with it. It will make a difference. Yeah, and that's really important because there is a stigma around the medication, isn't there? I hate and it. I think it's getting, it's kind of getting worse in some sense that people, like you say, are going, well, actually, just exercise. Well, yeah, exercise is a very, very big part of getting yourself better, but you need to have enough stability to be able to do that exercise. And maybe having that medication gives you that. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, I, I never really quite know. I don't know how you two feel about it, but did you actually feel that the medication, because you took that little white pill of the morning, that psychologically you were supposed to feel better? It never did anything for me. I was taking it every day. And people said, oh, I felt withdrawal. So I went on a stronger bath. She didn't do anything intelligent. And I went to a therapist, Alexander Walker, who helped me. Okay. And uh, I was doing hypnosis with him. Okay. And he did some real good stuff for me. And I just went, you know what? I left that session. So I ain't going to do it no more. I ain't going to take it. And he goes, go and see a doctor. I, went, I don't need the doctor. I've, I've made up my mind. And I'm not going to take it. And I haven't taken it since. But we don't I, advise that. No, no. <laughs> that worked for me. Yeah. I, I have my propanolol in my pocket now. Yeah. What, what, can you explain that? What, what it, it's a beta blocker. Beta blocker. So it's like, um, it's a common, it, it's, it's, I feel a wobble's coming on. And I go, do you breathe? And I'm safe. And I'm going, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, the waves getting bigger. So, so I'll take one. So, Kip, what, one thing I've got to ask you there on that one. Yeah. Look, you've got a really successful boxing boxing academy downstairs. Um, do, do you think it actually works? Or do you think it just psychologically you link it to something you go to I think that makes you feel better? I think it is probably that. It could be an absolute but, placebo. And, and sometimes, you know, once again, it depends. If I'm downstairs at the club and get my wallet out and have a tablet, walk it off. And sometimes it's just distraction. Okay. I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's coming. And sometimes, because I'm one of them people, I'd be stood on the ledge, just waiting for myself, I'm having a phone call, and I'd, I'd sit down, make sure you're right, then step off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm very good at yeah. doing that. And sometimes, but if I could distract myself long enough, then I forgot why I was anxious. Yeah. But other days, the wave's a bit bigger and it hits me full force. Yeah. And before I can be distracted, I'm, I'm in the panic attack. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's amazing, isn't it? There's probably also, if it is at the boxing club, there's a nervousness of going into a panic attack while you're, while you're, while you're looking after a load of kids ultimately. Well, I've had it here, I've had it when I've taught in schools. But the worst one I've had, the worst one was when I was at home with my daughter in lockdown. And as you said before, my wife would be upstairs, so she was on call. And I couldn't escape. I couldn't escape because I was with my daughter. And I, I didn't want her to see Daddy having a wobble. So you're really trying to hold your act together. But you're thinking, oh, I'm in a lot of pain here. I feel like I'm having a stroke. But going, I'm all right, darling. I'm all right. Give that a kiss. So it was not projecting your fear onto her, 
where all you want to do is run to the hills. Do we? Um, that's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. You're going to now neglect, or in your mind, potentially neglect a little child because you're suffering. Mm. And, and I felt that all the time. Mm. Do you know one thing I... Um, and, and I don't think we've spoke about this, and, 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 and there may be people listening um, who are the partner mm. of the one suffering with anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they often get enough credit because, mm. you know, when you live with somebody that's suffering with anxiety, how hard do you think it must be? Oh, yeah. Well, your day trips, yeah. you've gone out to Warwick Castle. We went to Warwick Castle. Beautiful place. Yeah. And I've gone up these steps to get to the very top, and I've had to get up these steps like this and i felt it coming on good it's all right yourself get deep breaths deep breaths get there i'm at the very top of this thing and a panic attack hits me and someone's going bloody hell mate you're right I'm, going, I'm, I'm just having a wobble i've got my daughter over there and kate and then you're there and then you've got to hold your stuff together you go down all these steps but there's people everywhere so and there's always that really slow person coming down 500 steps and i'm thinking about pushing them down the steps to get them faster <laughs> and you get there and you're thinking oh god now i've worried jasmine i'm ruining the day for kate and then as you say on top of my wobble i'm feeling a bit embarrassed yeah. i'm feeling guilty yeah. and then there the the bricks being thrown at you while you're drowned in the gut yeah. you're already struggling to catch your breath and then yeah. people are going well hold on to this as well yeah but it's reminding yourself it is what it is yeah yeah i'm a human being yeah. i had a moment not of weak it's a, a moment of being poorly I handled it the best I could, yeah. and it was all right. But once I got myself out, that state, we carried on having the day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but so 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 you 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 may have got through it. How do you think uh, your wife felt at the time? Uh, the discontent she has for me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's marriage. Well, with you. I should have pushed him down the stairs. I knew I could have done better. <laughs> when you love someone you are there for them you know what i mean and it is tough it is tough if your partner's got a disability or if they've been fired or if they're anxious or they're depressed but in sickness and in health and i i, I think about it and i look at some people especially the elder generation and they were together hmm. and then one got sick and they got very sick yeah. and then they got unrecognizably sick even with yeah. dementia or parkinson's and that person is stuck with them i'm thinking in the comparison of everything me having a wobble at warwick castle if they love you you are there for when they're poorly when they're frightened when they're sick when they're broke when they're arse because if i won the lottery tomorrow She'd still be there. If I lost the house tomorrow, I hope she'd be there. Yeah. That's what love is. Yeah. And I heard the lovely saying once, you don't step into love, you don't uh, you don't fall into love. Uh, you don't step into love, you fall into love. Yeah. And that's how it should be. You 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 fall into it, you dive into it, you're there for yeah. good and bad. Yeah. And if someone is only there when you're the man, yeah. the king of the castle, yeah. is that love or is that a user? Yeah. No, 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 no. I get that. Forget that because, um, that was my biggest fear at the time. I remember it is. having having what others could only perceive as a, a beautiful wife, mm. two children, and, and here's me, uh, really, really suffering. And you think to yourself, 
why are they hanging around? Why are these people? Have you asked your wife? Um, kind of how that made her feel at the time. Um, she got very frustrated in the end because mine went on for such a long time. Um, but by by and large, um, she was very supportive. Um, but um, but to, towards the end, um, as you can imagine, that's a long time to have somebody. Don't forget, you you're going to work. You 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 you, you you're one character, and then you're going home, and and, and you, you I remember. I really remember this, uh, Jensen, in my, my darkest times, um, I contemplated suicide quite a lot. Mm. Um, and um, I remember I'd be in the bath and I'd just look up and, and I'd go, there's a rail there. I could I could tie a bit of rope around that. And mm. what if I'm going to work today? I'll just drive towards a, a tree. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I contemplated all those things. Um, and I remember... Uh, being at home with, with Nicola, and unfortunately, one of the guys off the only way is Essex had, had just committed suicide. And it was in, I wonder if it was in the paper, or she was on a tablet and she saw this story. And 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 she said, You'd never contemplate that, would you? Bear in mind, I've been like this for quite some time, and I couldn't answer her. <laughs> and the reason why I couldn't answer her was I'd absolutely contemplated it, you didn't want to lie. No, I absolutely contemplated it. Or tell the truth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or tell the truth. Um, and, um, you know, one thing I'd say, that I can't believe that I got so low. But one thing I want to tell listeners as well, it's okay to be that low. Those are normal intrusive thoughts. They're not actually what you want to go and carry out. Mm. And, and the ones that tend to carry it out sadly just tend to carry it out. You know, so you're that low, you start to think, why, why am I here? Why, why am I existing? Uh, and why aren't, my, why aren't my children enough? Why aren't they enough for me to be strong enough? Um, and I just wasn't. Like, I just wasn't. Yeah, I'm growing this business behind the scenes. You know, I'm, I'm dragging myself out of bed. We're going to work. We're, we're creating some crazy amounts of numbers, you know, with... We've gone from doing like a million quid a year to, to doing a million pound a month kind of stuff. You know, it's crazy stuff that was going on. Still wasn't happy. Still wasn't happy. You know, it's weird. But I, but I, I always, also, I always think about what a partner has to go through mm. having lived with somebody with anxiety. Because we always focus on ourselves, don't we? Oh, mm. You find yourself being selfish quite a lot. So that's why I asked that question. Because when I think about it, I've never stopped to ask my wife what it, what it felt like. The same with you. I know I should, and I definitely will now. But I just remind how brilliant I am. <laughs> <laughs> right? I can't remember going to work. Same as you, going to work, being out, never missing an appointment. You know, work, to my wife, work must have been the most important thing in the world to anything. Yeah. But then I'll come home and I'll be on the couch and I won't move. Yeah. Won't play with the kids. Wouldn't wouldn't do, you know, just any child. Thinking it very now, going. My God, she must. Have, uh, you know, that what would you thinking? That, 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 that thinking? person that you just explained there was also me. Mm, yeah, well, what do you think? Like he's he can do all that there. He can do all that, but he can't and he, and be neither, present and he, and, when he's here with and me. Neither one of us can explain what actually yeah. I used to go to mm. work and why we actually went to work. Did you ever miss a day through it off work? No. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I have to be. The only time I'll miss work now is if the little ones poorly. That's the only time I'll miss work. Do you think, though, in every day you've only got so much energy? And where you were both going wrong is you were spending your energy in the wrong places. Um, Instead of know, spending it with. Energy is quite interesting. So so I actually got 
shed loads of energy. Um, mm. I've got loads of energy. Do you know one thing that I find really interesting? If you've got something on your mind, mm. majority of the day, how much that can zap your energy, mm. even though you're physically doing nothing. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but I, but I, but I, but I thrive on energy. And I, and I say one thing I want to say about being successful. Actually, quite interestingly, is that I think energy and 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 keeping yourself, you know, eating healthy and and, and doing fitness, like boxing, for example, it gives you yes you're exerting energy while you're doing it but actually gives you more energy throughout the day mm-hmm. and i think that providing you've got energy i don't care what your teachers are telling you at school and and, and this grade and that grade because it, it's all immaterial to me if you've got energy and you're a go-getter the sky is literally the limit um it really really is and mm-hmm. and now i'm not bothered about sitting exam or passing this qualification i'm probably by far the, the you know the, the the thickest person in the room in that respect but ultimately one thing one thing i'll say i'm a bloody go-getter and i think as long as you're a go-getter uh, i'm not saying you've got to you've got to be disrespectful at school and start you know disrespecting teachers and and truancy and stuff all i'm saying is you know you can only know what you can know you can mm. only learn what you can learn we've all got different mental capacities haven't we yeah you know genetically mm. i think as long as you've got that bit between your teeth and, and a, a bit of zap about you that you'll go and be successful yeah and and on the school front that just means you you try your absolute best at it doesn't it yeah that's what a go-getter I, is i, I, I was useless mm. do you know same what, here was you was you mm. I, I um i look back at my school i hated school mm. i hated school for so many reasons um and um i look back on my school life now and i I, I sometimes blame on one particular teacher but but i also wasn't interested and you know why i wasn't interested is because i think all the things i've been taught had no interest to me Mm, Uh, how many times have you used the periodic table well that's i mean i've said this before i never read a book at school ever was until years after school that i actually realized there's books about things i like to read about you know, like boxes, like autobiographies. You know, I'm not interested in Shakespeare. I'm just not. <laughs> Give me a book, a book about boxing, or a book about business, or a book. You know, and I'll I'll devour that book. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. I think yeah, you you just not. So so that that then questions the education system, doesn't it? In as much as if you stimulate We've people, we question that so much, haven't we? Like if you if you grade um, the ability of an elephant to climb a tree, it's going to fail. Yeah, you do it with a monkey, it's going to climb the tree. That's right. You know, so. It does need. It's also we've said before. It's the way you learn. So so Kev here, obviously, he's not going to stand there reading a book. So the way Kev learns is by listening. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and 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 would be vice versa. I can read a book and learn from it. Yeah. Um, but education doesn't just stop at school, either, does it? Oh, it some of my greatest life lessons have been through mm. life and picking people's brains and mm. just because I think what you were saying, if you do not end up with the grades. You haven't got to go to college you can just be yeah. brave and pursue education by any means necessary yeah and even if that's just lived experience isn't it yeah absolutely and i think actually yeah as you, as you do go on in your life and you make mistakes as we all have you learn from them don't you mm-hmm. you know you really do learn from them and that's quite interesting so i do question schools though uh, but that's not to mean you've got to give up at school i think that's just to mean that you've got to hang in there and and, and, and so what if you yeah. if you fail i your, think with schools just need to be more variety of choice but there's a lot more choice nowadays than what we had back in the 80s and 90s. And yeah. There is, but it's still it's still choice around being academic. It's not as, you know, it's not a choice around being, well, actually, I find myself I'm better at sports 
But then I speak to my daughter and my son, and it's like, well, they do rugby, football, and I think tennis. I'm like, so you you don't do cricket, boxing. You know, there's a whole world of sports. Why are you choosing those three sports? Yeah. You kind of understand football. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a majority of the country play football. So, but if you're not interested in them, you're not interested in them, but you might be interested in this thing. Yeah. So yeah. make it a broad range of things you can do. You can do, yeah. And don't just make it academic. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think how many people are in school and they would be absolutely brilliant at laying bricks. Yeah. But they don't know they're brilliant at laying bricks. That's true, that is. That's really true. It's, it's, in fact, that's very true. Um, no, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, Scott, we're going we're gonna to let you go, but we can, <laughs> we'll get you back on doing wonderful talk to you. But how we always like to end the show is, have you got any quotes or sayings you're about to get through life? Well, one thing I need to say quickly, there's a girl that's that, that's missing. Um, I've forgotten her name. I don't know if we put it up there or not. No, I couldn't. But, yeah, I couldn't find but, the. But thing. We'll, we'll try and put it up at the end if we can, um, because um, you know that, that's obviously very traumatic for, for a family. So um, something so Mary. It's an unusual name. Is it clear? Put your phone on. Yeah. Anyway. No, get yeah, it up because yeah. I've got yeah, something to say that I've promised I'd say as well, Kev. Yeah, so okay. I'll just um, just um, do this quickly. But there's a fundraiser going on for Black Country Mental Health. Um, it's been organised by Ben and Ed. They are doing, they're doing London Landmarks Half Marathon uh, to raise money for Black Country Mental Health, which I think it's on the first. I'm trying to find the details now. First on Sorry, second, second of the fourth. So they're looking to that. What I'm going to do is I'll drop the link to their fundraising page uh, in the comments of this video. So if anyone wants to donate to them, um, please do. It's absolutely fantastic. We've we've done a bit of work with them, haven't we, in the past when it was totally mind. Um, but yeah, they do. They help people within the black country with their mental health. And they're going to be joining us on, on Thursday. Thursday as well. Yeah, they're going to speak to us a bit more about it. Yeah, uh, there's a girl, um, and, and the girl's called. I'm really forgive me. I think it might be of an Irish descent, but um, Akila Murray, Murray. I think you might have to. to, to and that's A K E I L A M U R R I H Y. If, if anybody knows where she is, um, obviously, I'm sure her family absolutely miss her. She's only 14. She goes to a, to a high school in Hagley, and she's from the Kidderminster area. So, please, if you know where she is, can, can you make a name? Because she's obviously very, very missed. Um, one of the best quotes that, that I was brought up with um, is, believe nothing that you hear and only half what you see. And what that means is just because something looks rosy over there, you can make anything look rosy. You know, most people use the term smoke and mirrors, but, you know, just because you can physically see it um, doesn't mean it's rosy. And just because you hear something um, doesn't mean you've got to believe it. So believe nothing that you hear, but only half what you see. Well, Scott, thank you ever so much for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. So until we see each other next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. Tomorrow, a bit. Thank you. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen.